Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of With Love Alexa. Today I am talking with Marisa Paulvino, who is one of the co-founders of Straight Up Impact. And she is also um, one of the co-producers on this film called Mackenzie, which is about a girl named Mackenzie Larson. And she, which documents the real life experiences of her high school career, as well as struggles to keep up and to perform well in a high achieving school while privately coping with the accompanying depression and like, is my worth just a number? Um, I watched the film and it was amazing. And I think everyone should watch it. And we're going to talk to Marisa all about Straight Up Impact and how she came onto this film. Hi, Marisa. How are you? I'm well, thanks. Thanks for having me. Thank you for coming on. I was so touched when they contacted me to interview you guys because it was right up my alley. <laughs> Great. Awesome. Well, we're happy. I'm happy to be here representing uh, the film and Mackenzie and my business partners, Kate Cohen and Pam Roy. Um, so I'm so glad you enjoyed the film. Uh, it's, it's pretty heavy material. And, um, and we were hoping to really use this as almost like a pilot. Um, for the rest of the series, which touches upon these, you know, cultural and systemic issues that are contributing to the mass levels of anxiety, depression, and suicide in young adults and teens. And using the education piece is really something to, to launch us into this discussion, because it's something that we've been seeing increased levels of this anxiety around our own kids who are in the education system today and what they're facing. And their, you know, their, their source of worthiness based on this number that doesn't have really any meaning or purpose associated with it. It's just a guideline in which they need to live by or a standard in which they need to live by. And it's, you know, to what end is really what we wanted to explore in the course of the series. The following, the subsequent episodes deal with the pharmaceutical industry and the overprescribing of pharma meds to yeah. kids. Um, social media, body dysmorphia, gender identity, et cetera, and how this really impacting yes. <laughs> our culture. Yeah, and, and it's all affecting it. It's all a part of what makes these kids depressed or anxious or just how they feel. And it's really sad. Yes. Yeah, I think, you know, I have um, I have kids myself. And what what is is alarming is that discussions around suicide and anxiety and depression are an everyday conversation. Mm -hmm. They are well-versed in it. They all know somebody that has either committed suicide or attempted. Yeah. And, you know, my daughter's 11 and she's familiar with this. So it's something obviously we as a culture and as a community and as parents need to examine because mm -hmm. it should not be something that's a part of pop culture and common discourse amongst kids. And without taking a hard look at it and trying to understand the essence of it and where it's coming from and also giving kids an opportunity to speak freely and give them a voice um, and let them be heard and destigmatize this, the idea that you know it's a weakness when it's really a signal telling yeah. us that there's something wrong and it's something to embody. Um, and to look at and change them the environment in which you're existing in, because the environment has a huge part of, you know, what's happening to us physically and mentally. 
Yeah. And I think what's scary too, is you don't realize like one suicide's huge, especially in like middle school, which is so scary. Like it's scary at any age, but yeah. especially like such young kids, like in middle school, like you said, your daughter's 11 and already knows of people or what's gone on. And yep. you don't realize how much these different, like you were saying, like social media or even just school like the school system nowadays, it's like how they really kind of help it without they, meaning to. It's not like yeah, anyone. Exactly, right, exactly. They don't, I, I, you know, I don't think that, you know, the school system is this overarching, you know, enemy, you know, that, that, that um, wants to create this kind of environment. Right. However, the environment has been created and the educational system is they're not helping it to stop they're not helping it and um and i think it's you know it's 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 just such a it's such a larger menacing component to our culture at large which is based on unattainable expectations um based on a number based on a dollar sign based on a widget that doesn't really focus on us as individuals and right. as passionate individuals that can think outside of the box and exist outside of the box. Um, you know, it's, education is not a one size fits all. Each person learns differently. Each person has their mm -hmm. own different interests that they can lean into. And the more we can just examine how individualized student-centered learning is a way, is a path to explore. We're not gonna change education. Like our goal for right. this year is not to say, okay, there's no more school. Obviously <laughs> this is the, the education is important. Um, but whereas there's, you know, there's a McDonald's and there's a Whole Foods, there needs to be alternatives so that all kids have an opportunity to grow and thrive, yeah. not only for themselves, but for us as a culture at large. We do a disservice to ourselves by not giving geniuses the opportunity to explore where their genius may lie outside of a textbook right because there's kids even that are like so smart or so beyond and but they're learning at the same level that maybe kids with a learning disability and teachers can't help these like individually one-on-one -on -one. so they're both kind of struggling because yes. you have one set that's really trying to grasp a, something and the other is just so bored because they already know it so well it's like I feel like we need to have different systems somehow yes and there you know there are you know there are programs that are out there and I, you know another component of this program for us is to just lead the pathway we don't have all the solutions but we recognize there's a problem yeah. and we looked at different educational resources that are a part of a different path mm -hmm. and aligning ourselves much more closely as family members as you know community members and as a part of this overall culture what can we as individuals do to spark that conversation and really pay attention and listen to our kids a lot of what you know what i personally looked into like when i grow what did i learn from this is to actually slow down 
and create quality time with my kids that superseded driving them to soccer or driving right. them to this event where like my, my quality time is in a car ride. You know, how do I put my phone down myself, slow down and just spend the time listening to my kids, giving them an opportunity to share their frustrations. Um, and it's in, we can get caught up. We work, we work and live in a very fast paced world. Yeah. And what can we do ourselves to slow that pace down and take the pressure off and give them a chance to speak freely about their feelings and give them a choice in, in this process. I don't feel like kids really feel like they have a choice in it. Right. Because now you're like after high school, the next thing you have to go to college because you're not going to get yes. a good career if you don't. And you also the thing about college though, it almost needs to be tailored. I think too, besides high school, because I was someone that I was communications major, but I had to redo science classes. I had to do math classes, things that I didn't necessarily need. And I'm not good at, I don't like math and I don't like science, but why are you going to make me redo it when I've done it for the last 12 years? And it really doesn't have to do with my degree. Yes. It should be. And then you're having to do all this memorization again. And it really, you don't learn anything. I feel like when you do projects or things with like real life examples, that's what helps. At 100%. Or if maybe there's a math class I need, like maybe I have to do my own accounting or something. So maybe do an accounting, do something that's going to help with whatever your, that person's degree is. Agreed. I, you know, I think, you know, one of the benefits of COVID um, to look on like the glass is half full <laughs> is it gave us an opportunity to have a front line view of mm -hmm. education with our kids right. at home and what that classroom looks like through through a zoom lens and I was shocked at how similar it was the setup in general to when I was in sixth grade or when I was a junior in high school and you know we've evolved as a society in every other industry. We have actually the car industry, you know, technology has opened up so many different um, capabilities for us and, and how to progress as a society. And the educational system is exactly as it was when I was in high school. I don't even want to say how many years ago. And it's why hasn't it evolved? Why hasn't it evolved to meet the demands of a modern society? What we're teaching is not, you know, ways in which to think critically or innovate on their own. Yeah. It's very standardized and it's very industrialized and we don't live in an industrialized society. Um, and so that needs to shift, I think, from a curriculum perspective as well as really examining where we are as a society today and how do we change the curriculum to meet the demands of not just today, but tomorrow. Right, um, it should always be changing. Yes, it should be always be changing. It should always be evolving. It should be matching what we're doing, not, not today, but where are we going to be in 10 years from now? And of course, that's a huge challenge, right? We can't go in and change the educational system, but we can wake up to where it is today and how we can augment education inside of our own homes and inside of our own communities. Yeah, and I love that. Thank you. Um, to kind of switch gears a little bit, Yep. I want to like learn a little bit more on how you guys, you and your co-founders all kind of came together to create this straight up impact. 
Um, well, Kate Cohen and I, my business partner, we have a company called Straight Up Films, and it's predominantly a feature film company. And over the last handful of years, we've experienced some personal and just professional, I would say not 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 necessarily not struggles, but just eye-opening experiences. And through the course of that, we started to take a hard look at, at what we wanted to dedicate our time to as content creators and as creative and as, you know, I would say artists in a sense, and where we wanted to lend our talents. And for us, it felt more so in the space of like, what can we do to actually create a shift in society and what's happening in so many different components to it that are really troubling and are yeah. most urgent. And we were, um, we had done a series with Google and YouTube called the Power On series. And it was a five part series um, that we had friends who are actresses get behind the camera to tell these stories to um, around technology and young and diverse girls and encourage them to get into the computer sciences because so many girls in seventh, eighth grade drop out and yeah. the question why. And most of the series is also built around this notion of if you can see it, you can be it. And we did that, it was a really great experience. And we ended up getting introduced to Pam Roy, who is this incredible um, advocate around education reform. And we had a meeting of the minds and just found our tribe in terms of the kind of material that we wanted to make. We launched this Meaning Madness series based also on Viktor Frankl's Man's Search for Meaning and his mm -hmm. basic tenets, which we're also adapting as a feature film. And in doing this and, and building out kind of the program and what we how we wanted to approach each film, we realized that we wanted to do a lot more of it. And we wanted to segue outside, not entirely, but really segue content creation around issues that are most urgent. And they could be in the form of a short film series, which we're doing with Meaning and Madness, or they can be in the form of a feature film like we're doing with Meaning and Madness and some other films that we're creating, that we could create films that are both entertaining and engaging, but also say something. And that we can also build an impact ca campaign around to help shift perspectives, change hearts and minds, and enact some kind of social impact change in modern society. Yeah, so I think that's high, great. You know, it's high level, but at one step at a time, we're hoping yeah. <laughs> to create provocative and interesting and compelling heart-driven material. Well, thank you so much for coming on and sharing yeah. about what you do and about the film. And I really think everyone should watch this. Thank um, you. Where can they find the film? Um, we have launched a YouTube channel called so, um, Straight Up Impact, but it's, you know, the algorithms, it's hard to find it because we're brand new. So go to our um, social media at, at Straight Up Films. No, I'm sorry, at Straight Up Impact, which is on Instagram and also Facebook. And okay. then the link in our bio will take you directly to our YouTube channel. All right. And you guys will all be able to see that in the description below. Um, awesome. This is another episode of With Love Alexa. And I will talk to you guys soon. Bye.